0: Welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. I want to jump in because we're in this season uh, of super, simply supernatural, and we're looking at mountain moving faith, and we've made some pretty bold commitments. We've uh, called upon our members like yourself to look at One Faith Project right now and focus on that and take the teachings and I think we've got a guarantee from God that if we would hear the teachings and apply them in our life, that God would show up and move those mountains in our world. And I firmly believe that. that's three of us again. Gonna recruit some more mountain-moving, giant-slaying Christians. And so I want to jump in and have a look at Jeremiah chapter 29. I want to look at a popular verse, but before looking at the popular verse, look at the context that was created by God before it came out and was made famous on Instagram. What? (laughs) What? Like before Jeremiah got to tweet it, uh, God had to give some context. And what you discover is that Christians of the day were in bondage in exile, in Babylon, thank you for the confirmation, <laughs> appreciate it. And God says to them, I, I want to make it clear for you so you don't get confused. And I don't know if you realise this, but we are currently in the bondage of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. One of the most challenging things you're gonna have to reconcile in your journey with God is that when you get born again and He makes everything new spiritually, you gotta still deal with the old that follows you around. The old guy seems to wake up the next morning with you. Do you know what I'm talking about? And so I wanna just jump straight in because I understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Can somebody say yes to that? But we also need to accept and recognise that today fear comes by hearing and hearing by the news feed, social media, updates on the TV and reports. Hello, somebody. And so unless you've got more of the Word coming in, you're going to have more fear developing than faith developing. And I want you to catch something today. And if you catch something today that's connected to the faith moving, the mountain moving faith that comes from God, I'm going to be happy. Are you with me? I believe there's something to be caught in a contagious way today that's called the God kind of faith that can shift mountains, cause you to slay giants and break through limitations and ceilings that have been there in the past. And we need to become unashamed about the fact that faith does make a difference. We're not just another faith in the world, but we have got the faith that overcomes this world. Greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. For this reason, the Son of Man was manifest that He might destroy the works of darkness. And Jesus is coming today to show up and destroy the works of darkness. I better slow down, I'm gonna preach. Jeremiah 29 verse four, this is what it said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says to all the captives. He is exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that they may have many grandchildren. Multiply. I just want to take a side note here. Uh, Carolyn and I might be doing all right on this little platform of getting married, having children, and finding spouses and having grandchildren with the eighth grandchild on the way next month. And sometimes you can look at that and just think that's a culture of your ethnic heritage. But you know what? It's what the Bible says to do, that wherever you find Christ, settle down, get married. Hello. Plant, plant a garden. We even did that in the beginning of our days. I was a vegetable girl. We will planting many gardens. <laughs> but the whole intent of God was set your roots. And know this that my word will work in Rockingham, it'll work in Mandra, it'll work in Africa, it'll work wherever you set your roots. But the whole time you're thinking, I've just got to uproot myself here and go over there because there might be blessing over there. You haven't come in contact with the kingdom power of God that is able to establish you where you are. Oh, I'm going to preach it today. Do not dwindle away and work, do not dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of the city of Rockingham where I sent you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. How powerful that. You know, sometimes people ask, what has that church done for that community? I'll tell you what, we've prayed for the welfare of this city because we realise that when this city prospers, we prosper. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says, the God of Israel. Do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. That's a representation of generation. 70 is always a generation. He says, in your generation, you're gonna be locked in this world. Where? Where? Bad things happen to good people, and good things happen to bad people, and sometimes it seems to go against what God has promised. But you gotta know this. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you says the Lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope in those days when I when you pray I will listen So the most important things we need to understand about faith is that we all have all received a measure of faith and that faith is the ever-increasing kind of faith. And thank God for Pastor Chris that came along as he launched this series and said, we should grow our own faith. And I want to encourage you to grow your own faith. Thank God for... Pastor Rob that came along and says, "Your faith is growing. Faith is growing in the darkness, and that's a really cool thought. Because sometimes when you go on through the darkness, you don't recognize that actually behind the scenes, God is just cautioned you to get stronger and stronger. And when you come out the other side, oh my gosh, the devil is no match for you, no match for you." Carolyn comes along last week and I think, oh gosh girl, why did you say that? But we've got to understand that our faith is made for conflict. And sometimes I think we've kind of been deceived into being told that, you know, if you have faith, you're not going to face conflict. But faith was made for conflict. And I want to have a look at this thought today that real faith comes from the heart and works through the heart. and If you can keep a good report, You're going to live in the faith zone, not the fear zone. We've got to know today that we have been given a measure of faith that has been designed by God to move mountains. But faith is not just in the head. It grows and develops in the heart. And it's not enough to hold on to faith. You've got to release faith. I'm looking forward to tonight's preach where we're going to look at the reality of the fact that the power of God comes when faith meets the altar and the fact that guys like Abraham and Elijah, that they brought to the altar faith and then the para showed up. And in today's world where we're looking at safety and protection and all these other things, it goes against all those things to move into the faith zone and bring whatever little you have to the altar. But when you bring faith to the altar, the power of God comes and we're going to just go into different zone there tonight but here this morning I want to take some time to talk to you about keeping a good report that faith is of the heart and through the heart if your faith moving mountains was dependent upon your head it would be nothing more than mental ascent send you off to school, Bible study and just get your head in the zone and everything else would work. But the Bible says that it comes from the heart. And we've got to realise that often in our journey of life, there's other things that get in our heart and stop faith growing. You've got to know that if you clear the land and decide to plant daffodils, how beautiful, what a beautiful thought. Or tobacco, (laughs) it's one for the guys. Like, I'm sorry, ladies, I know you all look beautiful, but we don't want to be called beautiful. You look so handsome today, Trevor. (laughs) But if you're going to go and plant intentionally a crop, you clear that land and plant what you want to reproduce, tobacco or daffodils, (laughs) potatoes, onions, whatever. Whatever. Once it's planted, you've got to tend to it, keep the weeds out. I'm here sowing faith into your heart today. I'm going to give you some tips, tricks and tools so that you can pull out the weeds, but actually you're going to have to do the work. Pull out the weeds of worry. Pull out the weeds of concern, regret, unforgiveness, whatever they are, so that your faith can grow and become strong and move the mountain. And so there's a few things that we can do when I have a look at that this morning as we jump straight in. Some keys to keeping a good report because long before the bad report, God issued a good report. This isn't one of the main points, but I'm gonna make it one now. You have gotta know that long before you got the bad report, God had already issued a good report. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Amen. He says He's come to give you life and life more abundantly. He said you are healed before you got sick. And so it's important for us to understand that God issued a good report before you got the negative report from the doctor, the scary report from the accountant, whatever it may be. And here's the first thing we we can do to keep a good report. The first thing is that we've got to recognise the faith that's in our heart. God put faith in your heart. Do you remember when you were first growing up as a kid and first coming into life, how you believed that you would live forever? How many people are with me? that, As a kid, come on, put your hands up. As a child growing up, before someone told you something differently, you believed you were gonna live forever, right? That was put in you by God because you were created to live forever. Can can you remember as a child how you believed in just the most amazing things happening? Let me see your hands all the way. There's an anointing on this, let me tell you. Because you've got to understand that you were designed with the mind of Christ. We're going to look at it a little later. But the fact when the Bible says that you are to renew your mind, that's such a powerful statement. He doesn't say to you, get a new mind. He says, renew your mind. In other words, your your new mind is there already. It just needs to be renewed. It's like uncovering the gold that's already there. It was planted there by God. You are designed to think faith thoughts, speak faith words, act faith actions out and see the thing take place. So the first step in keeping a good report is recognise that there is faith in your heart from God. There might be some other stuff in there, but the reality is you've got to start with, I've got the faith of God on the inside of me. Problems, pressure, persecution tend to cause pain in the heart, sometimes immediately, but mostly over time. And it causes us to kind of forget about the fact that there's faith from God in there also. I've just learned to cook over the last year. Such a big achievement. But if I had to, I could probably survive on my own. I'm not planning to be on my own, but if I had to, I could probably but just boiling eggs. Don't laugh at me. What about my feelings? And like I can do perfect eggs now. Amazing. So what's that got to do with this? Well, if you're gonna recognize faith in your heart. You've got to learn to manage the times you need to be an egg and the times you need to be a potato. Put a potato in hot water, it goes soft. Put an egg in hot water, it goes hard. Sometimes you need to become hard on the inside so that when the outside breaks, you don't break apart on the inside. Oh, hello, somebody. Sometimes... When you go through the fire, you need to allow it to soften you Mm. so you don't get all puffed up, bitter and resentment. Mm, You're managing, should I be an egg (laughs) or a potato? (laughs) What, no potato? (laughs) Because the most important thing we can nurture is faith in our heart. letting go of some of the things we want to hold on to. And you know what? We could probably justify you holding on to it. But it will snuff out the faith that can make the real difference. First thing is to recognise the faith in the heart. The second thing would be to resolve the pain that might be in the heart because of the the resentment the concern, the worry, the offence that took place. You're not responsible for how it got there, but you're still resp- responsible for its condition. You know, sometimes you're not responsible for how the offence came into your heart, but you're still responsible for the condition of your heart. By the law of an eye for an eye, the world goes blind. Blind. But by the law of turning the other cheek, we stay meek. And meekness is not weakness because it rhymes. Meekness is an understanding. It's a stoic understanding that it may look like I'm not taking my revenge here. But actually, I'm confident in the fact that vengeance is with the Lord. And He will turn what the enemy meant for evil around for my good. He's doing more behind the scenes than he's doing in front of my face. And there's this stoic confidence that taking the higher road means I look like the awkward one, the dark one, the one that's losing right now. But in the end, we win. Recognise the faith in your heart, resolve the pain. Let, let God heal it. You, you do need to find purpose in pain. We also need to repent of any agreement that we may have made with the spirit of rejection. I'm loving learning how to talk to children, counsel and mentor and coach and pastor children by doing that with my grandchildren and helping them through just the little things and getting out of the complicated adult world and finding uh, terminology and words that will speak into the childlike faith because it helps mine also. And the reality is that we've got to repent from any agreement we've made with the spirit of rejection because we understand that faith is taking sides with God Against our circumstances and often against ourselves. Let me explain it to you this way Vic walked into a church in his 30s with his girlfriend. They were both using heroin at the time and only attended the church twice. For the next 32 years, Vic says he lived a life of drugs, crime, living for himself, but ending up incarcerated. He suffered three heart attacks, two strokes. And at 62, he walked back into a church and surrendered his life to Jesus. I'm talking to you about the guy that picked me up from the airport a week ago and started to tell me his story. He walked into a church at 62 years old, repented of his sins. And at that time, he was only given months to live due to ill health. But for the past But that was seven years ago. For the past three years, he has led a team of volunteers providing 100,000 meals a year for people in need on the streets of Sydney, often driving for seven hours straight to pick up supplies and bring them back to the distribution centre. Vic refused to make agreement with the spirit of rejection. He didn't walk into church and say, why have I wasted 32 years of my life? Why couldn't God do something back there? I've got nothing left. But he came in and surrendered to God and went, I'm going to take every moment that I have right now to live this brand new life the best way I can. He didn't carry with him a victim mentality or woe is me mentality, a, a very much um, entitled mentality. He left all those things behind and said, I'm going to do the very best with what I've got right now and see God move. I'm, I was stunned. I found myself in my own life heart repenting of attitudes as he just continued to portray the very positive outlook on every situation and scenario. I think we can, number one, to keep a good report, recognize the faith that is in our heart. And it might just be a very small mustard seed side faith, but if you allow that to be stubborn faith that will not be removed from your heart, if you'll keep recognizing that mustard seed side faith, you'll allow it to grow and crowd out every other thing that tries to get in your heart and stop God moving. We need to resist the enemy. We need to be people of resistance. Fight the good fight. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. You are the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Hello, somebody. God is on your side. He is for you and not against you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2:14, God always makes his grace visible in Christ, who includes us as partners of his endless triumph. Through, a, through our yielded lives, he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. It's through the yielded life. I like traveling, I like the times I've had an opportunity to travel. And you see those signs that are common in your homeland, but they have different words in the middle. You know, our give way signs here, the triangle red, upside down triangle or whatever way triangle with the give way sign. And here we give way to the right, correct? Yeah. Go to other countries, they don't have give way, they have yield written in there. And I, our yielded lives, our give way to God lives. Our let God go before you lives. Our, I was doing it this morning, I wanted to push through the roundabout in time, you know, because like, I know I've got to give way, but if I just jump across now, by the time I get across, my backside's just in front of his front fender and it's all good. And he can just tap these brakes a little and just go around. But you know, we can carry that over into our faith and we want to jump in front of God, but you know what? We've got to live the yielded life, the give way to God life, and, and let Him go before us. And that requires patience. We've got to keep resisting the enemy. Yeah. Romans 8 and verse 35. I love this. I love the power of the Word of God. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us? Loves. Bleh, yeah. yeah no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. Does it mean that? No, not at all. As the Scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We've got to be the kind of people that will consistently resist this spirit that tries to get into our world, our, our faith world, our devotional world, our believing God world, that if our circumstances don't match up with the promises of God, then obviously God's love towards us has changed. It's a lie from the devil. I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar, 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 liar. Your circumstances, do not tell you or reflect God's love for you. Yeah. We've got to continue to resist. We've got to be the kind of people that get strong on the inside. And you know, might now, right now, you might just need to be an egg. <laughs> get a little harder on the inside. Maybe you kind of tend to be more like me. and just need to be softened up from the outside in. Let, let the f- <laughs> Thank you for your confident <laughs> agreement that, my love. No issues here until later. No. But the reality is it's not one size fits all because we're coming from different places and different journeys. And so, you know, I kind of would like to say to some people, harden up. But maybe that's not right. Maybe they need to soften up. And maybe me looking upon someone saying, you're soft. Well, that's how God intended them to be right now. So pull your head in, Claude. Oh, done. But in the end, we win. In the end, we win. If you just keep holding on and coming down to land with the last point, we've got to be able to renew our minds, reinforce truth. Faith works in the heart even when you have doubt in your head. Faith works in your heart even when you have doubt in your head. It's not a mental ascent that we're after. It's about the heart staying in the faith zone so that God can move. But we do recognise the longer doubt stays, the stronger it becomes. We've got to weed the garden of our mind. That's why going to the Word and quoting the Word is so powerful. When, when the Bible tells us in Romans 12 that we should not be conformed but transformed by the renewing of the mind, it reveals to us the powerful truth that our minds were originally designed to be the mind of Christ. We're just uncovering what has already existed. It's like going into the basement of an old home that has jewels stored down in the basement to be protected and looked after, but they're covered over. I was recently with someone in Hobart, and we went out into their garage to look at their gym equipment. And uh, as as we went there, he's taken me in this direction to look at gym equipment, but over there, I could see under the cover a car. <laughs> And I could just tell by the lines and the shape. It's like when my wife sees a dress on the rags, oh, look at the cut. I'm going, cut? What cut? It just looks like dress. But I could see by the lines and the curves underneath the cover. I just turned to him and said, skyline. He says to me, how did you know? I says, I could see the lines. and we look at it, it's there all the time. I'm upstairs having dinner, not knowing there's a treasure covered over downstairs. If I could come into the basement of your mind, I would discover the treasure of the mind of Christ and all it's gonna take is for you to go to the Word and renew your mind and pull off the covers and you're gonna discover that you are right there where you need to be as a mountain moving, giant slaying individual in Christ. You have the mind of Christ and know the thoughts, feelings and purposes of His heart. You are going to be led forward in God, in triumph, regardless of what the circumstances look like. The power of God comes when faith meets the altar. And for some of you, the altar needs to be that place of devotion in the morning where you're going to go there this week and go, oh my goodness, I'm not trying to get it in, it's already in there, I just need to get it uncovered and when you go to the Word and you read the Word that says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the place of the wicked, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he does meditate day and night. He Day and night, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also never wither. And in all he does, he shall prosper. You going to start to read that, quote that and go oh my goodness, that problem at work it's going to go away, I'm just going to stand the line resist the devil, recognise the faith repent of any agreement I've made with the spirit of rejection victim mentality woe is me grew up on the right wrong side of the tracks parents raised me to Follow the wrong football team. <laughs> Whatever. You're just going to break agreement with that and recognise if God can be, for, God is for you, who can be against you? Come on, stand to your feet. If God, can, if God is for you, who can be against you? Father, right now we want to take our eyes off the ministry moment we've just had and Continue to hear the words you've spoken and understand that they came from you. You might have used me as a vessel, but ultimately, God, you wanted to speak individually with every single person in the room. And I thank you right now that our gardens have been weeded, fresh seed has been sown. And you said when we receive the seed of your word into our life, that it shall produce a harvest. God, we're good ground this morning. Come on, why don't you tell God you're good ground? Come on, say, I'm good ground. I'm good ground. I receive the Word deep. I hold on to the Word. I produce a harvest. In Jesus' Name. Amen. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on nine five two four five zero five five.